really affects how we see each other. It affects how other people see us. And it really does affect our self-esteem. So everything else might be going great in our lives, but if our hair is disappearing or thinning or just breaking, we don't look the same and we don't feel good about it. everyone, Dr. Anna Kabeka here with Couch Talk. <clears throat> Today I have Dr. Shalini Laji from Houston who is here to talk with us about hair loss, a really important topic that we as women really hate when we start to feel hair loss. Yes. And it is, um, it is just something that is really, it's one of those things that may torment us at periods of stress. Periods yes. Hormone imbalance and inflammation. So, Shell, it's great to have you here today. I want to just great to be here, Anna. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Now, we just I just found out at the beginning of this call that both Shell and I went to um, Emory in overlapping times. Yes. And he was a medical student there while I was a resident. Yes, yes. And um, Dr. Shell is really a well sought after speaker. She has been lecturing on hormones and hair loss and feminine rejuvenation around the country. I, I've met her through our friend JJ Virgin and have done various things with her, including interviewed her on our Sexy Younger You Summit. It's just great to have another OBGYN oh, yeah. in this functional space and in this really um, healthy aging space too that are looking at really tangible options and solutions for some of these things that are so difficult. So welcome. Thank you, and it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And uh, we are definitely discussing one of the hot topics amongst women right now because, you know, and we wouldn't think so, but 80% of all women will have noticeable hair loss by the time they're 60. Isn't that crazy? Oh, it's horrible. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I myself have experienced it, which is what got me into it about 14 years ago. So my story kind of goes like this. I was... Um, in my 30s, had my second child, um, Zaid, who's now 14, and all of a sudden, I'm in my postpartum phase, and I'm just thinking, I don't look the same. What is going on with my hair? And this, both of these areas, in the frontal areas, are just disappearing, literally, to the point where I did not want to leave the house. I mean, I got to the point where I just really got down about it. And I know hundreds and thousands of women out there are feeling the same way when their hormones start fluctuating and their hair starts escaping. In yeah. fact, about 56 million men and women experience hair loss in the U.S. alone. That's a lot of, that's a lot of people. A lot of people that are affected. And some people think yes. you have to live with it. You can't gain it back. That's but right. I had the same thing, this temporal yeah. hair loss pattern that went way back to here. Exactly. It was that male pattern baldness. It yes. Horrible. yes. Oh my gosh. So, so heartbreaking because it really affects how we see each other. It affects how other people see us. And it really does affect our self-esteem. So everything else might be going great in our lives, but if our hair is disappearing or thinning or just breaking, we don't look the same and we don't feel good about it. So it's one of those things that I really enjoy talking about because it's important to really figure out why is this happening and for women out there to understand the science behind why it's I, happening. 
Yes. And, and yeah. often the theory, you know, initially is that, oh, well, it must be your thyroid. It must be your thyroid, but there's yes. a lot more to it than that. So it really talk is about this hair loss and the science behind it. Absolutely. So let's kind of talk about the different phases of hair loss. First of all, I think it's important to understand that there are three different phases to hair follicles. So ideally, 80 to 90% of your hair should be in the antigen phase, which is the growth phase. That's the good phase. We want it to be there. About 2 to 3% only should be in the catagen phase, which is the transition phase. And then the third phase is the resting phase, which is called telogen. And about 10 to 15% needs to be there. Now, what happens is that's not always the case. And so when you have hair in the catagen and the telogen too much, you're going to start losing hair because it's no longer in the growth phase. And what affects this, it's called telogen effluvium. And that's a phase that's resulting in overall thinning of hair. So when that happens, some of the causes could be stress. And we know a lot of women are under a lot of chronic stress. Toxins, fungal infections, nutritional deficiencies, and of course, your favorite and mine, hormonal imbalances. Mm -hmm. So hormonal imbalances is a huge part of it. But we have to remember there are other things that could also contribute to this. And that is the main type of hair loss. And that is what I said, the telogen effluvium type of hair loss. The other ones are androgenica alopecia, which is sort of the male pattern hair loss. So there are some people that go through that. And then, of course, there's alopecia, which a very small percentage of people go through that. And there's some others, but those are probably too minor to really, you know, worry about. The telogen is the one that I would worry about. And so then let's talk about what are some of the causes that get women to start losing their hair in their 40s. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but my 40s were some of my best years, right? I mean, you know what you're doing, you know you're, you're in control of your life, you've already had your kids mostly, and you're feeling like, you know, you've got your life back in your own hands, right? But then you start losing hair and you're going, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not what I bargained for, right? This is not how I feel on the inside, right? That's this right. is not what I expect to be seeing in the mirror. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, all that hair on your hairbrush and down the drain, that really makes you feel bad. Yeah. So the things that you need to look at is definitely look at your thyroid function. Like you already mentioned, um, Anna, a lot of women thankfully through education that you know people like yourself, myself, and many other people are doing. Everybody knows now that thyroid does not need to be just in within normal limits. It needs to be optimal. So definitely look at your different thyroid function, look at your free T3, your free T4, your reverse T3, and see if you have enough of the active form of thyroid. So number one. Number two, nutritional deficiencies. We know that our food does not have the same level of nutrients that it once used to. So we really need to focus on looking at the nutritional deficiencies. And in my practice, we actually do a test to see what our, in our patients' um, micronutrient analysis is. So we look inside their cells to see which of the 33 different vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants they're deficient in. So that's important, along with looking at a detailed analysis of their thyroid. Number so three. What, um, yeah. What, sh what um, testing are you using to look at the micronutrient deficiency? That's a, that's a great question. I've been using SpectraCell. Um, SpectraCell actually looks inside the white blood cells, and it looks at 33 different um, vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. Okay. So I've been very pleased with them okay. because they're very um, consistent. Okay. I've been happy with those. I think 
Testing is the testing is a big issue. And for yes. some people who don't have access, even looking at red blood cell magnesium, not serum magnesium, red yes. blood cell magnesium, red blood cell zinc is something that any lab can easily can do for them. Yes. And, and um, even if they don't have access and the other other um, testing you would recommend? I would. I would definitely look at their iron, um, the entire iron panel. So iron binding capacity. I would look at total iron and ferritin. So I'd look at that. I would look at their entire thyroid panel. So what I would tell them is TSH, free T3, free T4, thyroid antibodies, as well as reverse T3. So make sure your physician is is ordering all of those, or you can just go into a lab and get those for your insurance. So that would be really key, really key. And then of course, looking at your cortisol. So, you know, we talked about the stress being a big factor mm-hmm. in losing hair, and we are all under a tremendous amount of stress in today's day and age, but look and see what your adrenals are doing, right? So my favorite way to look at that is by looking at sal- salivary cortisol levels. I let, uh, tell my patients, let's look at their saliva and let's look at their cortisol four times during the day, morning, afternoon, evening, as well as nighttime. So it gives you your circadian rhythm and you can see if you have adrenal fatigue. Because once you know you have it, there are many different things we can do to help them out with it. Right. And then finally, your sex hormones, which um, you and I talk about all the time, that women really need to look at their estrogen, progesterone, but don't stop there. You need to look at your testosterone, your DHEA. And as you know, you've done a lot of work with DHEA, very important hormone. Melatonin, are they sleeping well? You know, you'd be amazed at how many women out there are sleeping less than five or six hours a night. Now, you and I both know they need at least about seven to eight hours of sleep. I know I can't function without eight hours. My husband already knows when I haven't slept. He already knows I'm going to be a different person. So these are really important things. If you're adding vitamin D, yeah. Absolutely added vitamin D. So um, definitely do the vitamin D, like you said, RBC, magnesium, zinc, your iron um, panel, as well as all your thyroid, and then look at your hormones. So those are really important things. But thank you for mentioning the vitamin D. So that's really important. And so definitely talk to whoever your doctor is. Of course, it's great if they have access to a functional medicine doctor, but whoever their doctor is, sometimes we have to teach our doctors what we need, what our body needs. And so that's okay. Just kind of bring it to their attention and make sure they're helping you balance all the different types of hormones and labs. This episode of the show is sponsored by Mighty Maca Plus. Mighty Maca Plus is the superfood green drink with over 30 amazing ingredients, including adaptogens and kosher organic maca from Peru that really work together to help support your body, balance your hormones, decrease inflammation, and give you that energy. Stop that three o'clock lull as well as help you get a better night's sleep. So if you're feeling sluggish, struggling with PMS, brain fog, hot flashes, low libido, or other issues, you know, it is time to try Mighty Maca Plus. It is just what the doctor ordered. To try Mighty Maca Plus risk-free, go to DrAnna.com and use Show 10 to get 10% off your first order. Thank you for watching this video. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel here and get those notifications and comment below. Let me know your thoughts, what you loved and what your action step is.